Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Disney influencers, we're back. Unfortunately, Disney had a pullout on reopening on July 17th, which was a major blow to the community. We were all really looking forward to finally getting back to the park after being gone for so long. But I totally get it for the health and safety of everybody. Uh, They had to pull out and try to come up with a new game plan to try to make it more safe for all the guests that would be attending. So I totally get it in no way, shape or form. Am I upset with the decision? I'm just bummed out because Disney is somewhere that I just love to go. Uh, and I just never have a bad time. Like, like one time, and I'm pretty sure I've told this on the podcast before, but like years ago, I told my car, I was trying to leave orange County for good because it was so terrible. And I just didn't feel like I belonged. And I totaled my car and my roommate at the time picked me up and was like, you know what? We're just going to go to Disney and things will be fine. And I think about like, I almost died. Like I, it was just a crazy accident, but I was fine. I, I walked away with some like scrapes and cuts and bruises, whatever. Lost my newfound glory crew windbreaker on the five freeway. But I, but I went to Disney and it, it didn't matter that I had no car I didn't know how I was going to get to work. All the money that I saved up to leave Orange County and go back home was going to have to be put into getting a new car so I could still keep my job. And I, for some reason, just, you know, it it didn't really matter at at that moment. That afternoon, I was just in Disney with my friends and I I just don't know why. It just nothing mattered to me. And like, I wasn't in shock or anything. It's just like I could just never be sad in Disney. Uh, you know, there's been horrible things that have happened to me uh, while in Disney. Well, I guess not that horrible. It's not that big of a deal now. Uh, hindsight, um, I've had some growth. But, yeah, I, I just love it there. I, I feel like there's, like, this weird bubble of happiness when you enter. And, yeah, like, I've seen plenty of couples fight. And that's a thing that Johnny and I love to kind of watch from a distance. And we've seen some pretty epic couples fight. But, for me, I, I just know that uh, I just can't take things too serious. I, I got to try to enjoy this life while I can. So that's why I just love being in Disney. It's a great escape. It's really awesome to see these movies that I grew up loving uh, kind of come to life. So it, it's, it's just somewhere that I, I love going so much. So I am sad that it's not reopening July 17th, but I know in due time it'll happen there's uh well maybe there's a way who knows that'll be pretty dark but it would be a weird world if disney never reopened like i, I couldn't even imagine that world but who knows we could be headed in a weird zombie apocalypse this could be it this could be the thing that we've seen in all sorts of movies i just watched this korean film uh train to busam i think what it was called like they woke up it was a normal day And then boom, within a few hours, the whole country just turned upside down. Zombies everywhere. So who knows? I'm trying to just keep my head up. And then uh, this episode of the Disney Influencers podcast kind of just came together last minute. I reached out to Garrett and I was like, yo, we had plans to do an episode after our first trip back to Disney, which was supposed to be in a couple of weeks. But with the news of it not reopening, I figured... Some news had broken since then about new attractions. 
rides getting made over. So I was like, yeah, let's just get together and do it. So that's how we ended up here today. And I, I, seriously, I didn't even think to coordinate with Lynn, which I apologize for Lynn, you know, I love you, but I called her out of the blue right before we started recording and she answered and she had plans. I get it. It was her friend's birthday. So I was very understanding and there's going to be plenty more podcasts down the road. Disney, as we know, will keep continuing. We got a lot of cool things planned in the future. So Lynn will be back. We love Lynn. Garrett got a motorcycle, which is awesome. Stoked for him. And I'm just happy to be able to sit with one of my best friends and talk about Disney. I know a lot of you out there enjoy these podcasts as much as I do. So strap in and listen to Garrett and I talk about Disney for a couple hours. It's awesome. And stay safe. Everybody out there just um real quick before i I was trying to wrap this intro up but uh this week all of last week uh people involved in the hardcore scene a lot of people getting called out getting canceled just please just don't be a piece of shit like just just try your best to be normal be nice don't do anything weird or creepy and it's not that hard for these adults these these men who are going out there and preying on these younger girls is just wrong and you know it and just stop and for all the victims sharing their stories which i think is brave and amazing just don't stop um if, if you feel like you want to come forward and you're hesitant i get it but just if you feel ready and you do it just know that you're going to have a ton of support because there's the, the majority of of people in this scene that we're involved in. We want to protect each other. We come here for an escape. We all share this bond with music and it's not tolerated. That shit is so wrong. So just know that you will have support and people will protect you. And if you're able to show, if um, you feel uncomfortable, just reach out. People will help you. We'll back you up. We'll try to make you feel safe. We'll call out these abusers and try to get rid of them. And I know it's, it's going to be a long process. These kinds of things are always going to be around, but let's just try our best to get rid of them because that shit's whack. We don't need it in our scene. Let's just keep hardcore going and trying to do things for the right reasons. Keep the music going, keep the unity together. It's just, we don't need this weird scene of these predators involved i just want to get rid of them and i'll you know help out however i can so just everybody out there please just be safe and stay strong we're in this together i love hardcore i love all of you i love disney i had a really great time talking to garrett even though i talk to him every day so strap in enjoy this episode and we'll be back soon so thank you enjoy this podcast live garrett we're back disney influencers podcast uh before we get started i want to shout out lynn we had her on the call right before we started 
Uh, scheduling didn't work out because this was like super last minute. So we apologize to Lynn. We love you. We're going to have you on next week with another episode. Quick turnaround. But welcome back, Garrett. What's up? How you been? What up? I'm, I'm all right, man. Just surviving. Sorry, Lynn. Um, get me on the motorcycle scoop, though, since I have a motorcycle now. Dude. Just putting it out there, putting the vibes out there. It could work. You could do it virtual. Uh, she would just have to coordinate with you the type of ice cream she's going to get. Uh, yeah, and then we could coordinate together. It better be Ben and Jerry's. Um, okay. Uh, you mentioned the word surviving. Uh, I know this is our uh, Disney uh, podcast, but obviously uh, you and I are tied to the hardcore scene. And this entire week, people have been getting outed. And I just want to say that I'm stoked that these uh, women, these girls, uh, they're, they're strong enough to come out and speak about their situations publicly because I can't imagine how hard that is to come forward with such traumatic stories. But I feel like we need to make it okay for them and stand up for them and protect them because it, it's shitty that there's those kind of a people. And obviously, you know, humans are terrible. Uh, but it's, it's just shitty to know that they're so close like to us in our community. And I just want to do whatever we can to help get rid of them because we don't need those kind of people in our space. I agree, man. Yeah. It, this great, this week has been crazy, you know, I mean, for the hardcore scene in general and, you know, some of those people, I, I have no idea who they are, but it's, it's a bummer, um, you know, for the, the women and anyone who's been affected by these, you know, abusers, groomers, just shitty people. Um, and then some of them I, I do know, and it's just, it's just weird, man. But yeah, uh, I'm glad that, you know, their stories are being told, um, that they're coming out and I'm glad that these people are being putting, you know, getting checked and making sure that they're not out there just continuing do it to do that shitty shit. So, but yeah, people suck, man. That's why I'm a misanthropist. Fuck the human race. Yes. And on top of that, we still got the black lives matter movement going, Still trying to make change. Obviously, we're getting wins here and there, but just because we've got a couple of W's doesn't mean we should get complacent. I've said this before, like let's just keep it going. Do what you can to spread awareness. Still donate where you can, go out and peacefully protest and just try to do the right thing and help change the world because we definitely need it at this point. There's still horrific things happening, which is mind blowing to me. So don't get lazy. Keep it going, keep it real and in due time, hopefully we can have some reform and move towards a positive world and just positive change because we definitely need that. Yeah, agreed. Let's let's hold these people accountable and make sure that the system get changed um, and uh, change to what they uh, say, not what they do. You know, actions speak louder than words. Keep going, keep fighting, and uh, yeah, I agree. All right. So I, I just have like. And like I said, I I know this is our Disney podcast, but I feel like those things are really important and I wanted to address that. And I always make it a point because I want to just use whatever voice I have to, you know, still show that, uh, you know, that I have that awareness and I still want to keep it in the forefront and let people know that I haven't forgotten. We haven't forgotten that we just still need to keep fighting for it. So keep going. And I'm just happy that I'm back podcasting. I don't like to make a big deal about, you know, being gone, whatever. A series of unfortunate events, but we're here. I just love that we're down to talk about Disney. And uh, Garrett, you actually broke <laughs> the horrible news. I had gotten home from work that day. It was a 
it was a day and I, I, I took a nap, which I have been doing a lot lately, which I, I'm not the biggest fan of. But I, I remember I took a nap and I woke up and I was kind of trying to catch up and I was looking at all the notifications on my phone and I saw a text from you and it was Dizzy wasn't opening anymore on July 17th. And I was hoping it was like a troll article, but when I you know dug a little deeper, I just realized that it, it's true. It, it, as of right now, we're recording on June 26th, 2020. Disneyland is not opening, or excuse me, not reopening on July 17th. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's weird, man. There's there's pros and cons to it, you know. Like a lot of the cons are are, are very selfish reasons why I I, I wish it would open. Um, but I, I get it, man. I mean, there's been a lot more cases of this COVID nineteen, uh, you know, COVID nineteen uh, virus. Uh, everywhere, um, especially in the U.S. and and California. Um, but yeah, I, I heard about it. You know, we, you know, I personally have someone in in my life who who gets a lot of you know breaking information as as much as it is broken. Sometimes it's just publicly. Disney comes out with this stuff and doesn't tell their workers about anything until they get the public announcement. But um, but yeah, they're not opening. Um, at least they're going to see what happens um, and see if any more cases of COVID pop up. Um, maybe they'll reevaluate everything July 4th. And then I've also heard rumors that they might not even open until Halloween now. So, but yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy out there. I want to go to the parks, but you know, it, it's just, I'd rather, I'd rather be safe about it um, and make sure that, you know, people are feeling safe, feeling healthy, People are healthy, are 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 staying healthy, things like that. I'd, I'd rather just wait until it's it's okay to go. So I read the article and they were talking about how they had to kind of pull the plug because they didn't get the guidelines from the state about the reopening in uh, July. But I, I the thing that puzzled me was they're claiming they didn't get the guidelines from the state. But how did they come out with this announcement beforehand? was it did they get guidelines before then uh they got you know taken back to get new guidelines uh, that's just what i was thinking about and i was just like kind of puzzled i was like wait how did they give us that july 17th date if they didn't have any guidelines like what were they going to be going off of? or, or were they just banking on getting them by then and then just kind of like you know all right guys cram these new guidelines this is how we're going to run our park and hopefully we can get everything in line before this date so we can reopen yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of background stuff that we don't really know about, but my 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 thinking is is Disney was pushing, you know, as much as they could to try and open again. Um, you know, the state of California, you know, they'll have, you know, state rules based on the pandemic and things that have to be followed, but then there's us other things that counties and cities um can dictate what they do. You know, there's um, one set of big rules and then another set that's based on, you know, the governments of the county and the cities. So what I think happened is, you know, uh, Orange County or Anaheim specifically, um, or what, you know, it was Orange County, the um, the person in charge of like health and safety um, uh, a few weeks back, maybe two weeks ago, she was, uh, she resigned 
I think she was forced to resign because she wasn't budging. She was saying, no, like you have to wear masks. You have to be like six feet. It's all this, you know, all this social distancing and masks that are required. Literally the day that she quote unquote resigns, they hire someone else and he comes out and says, oh no, they're not mandatory. Like you can just walk the streets without them or whatever. Like you're fine. So I think a lot of that uh, was kind of like some kind of like side sideways deals going on or uh, weird under the uh, under the carpet stuff happening. But then uh, Governor Newsom comes out and says, oh, no, like everything, you know, everything is going to get shut down again just because we've had so many cases of the pandemic. So I think there was a lot of shuffling happening. Probably Disney was ready to open, and then the government, the uh, California government, said no. Like we're taking it back. Like we're setting new guidelines. I think that's that's my personal opinion. Yeah, it, it's definitely is messy uh, with, with this whole situation because obviously uh, I, I don't feel like we're not on the same page. And you, you think about just think about just our state, California. Uh, we have like a high number of cases and every county is just on a different page like you know county you know over like a wants to you know push to the next phase but you know county b is like no like we got to slow down we got to kind of stay in in phase two and you know try to keep doing what we're doing uh you know wearing masks uh and not even you know nobody's quarantining or excuse me quarantining anymore like the quarantine is over but the pandemic is still going on, so it's just like a whole like weird situation. And obviously, for um, you and I, we're we're in Orange County, and for what was it about a week? Uh, we were told, yeah, uh, masks aren't required, and then we saw the the spike in new cases. So they're like, the whole state was like, no, it's like mandated, like masks are mandatory. So we're just like, okay, let's wear a mask. And, and I'm to be clear, like I don't have a problem wearing masks because I, I understand. Uh, that it is a benefit to help pre- preventing, um, you know, the spread and preventing me, my, myself from getting it. So, like, I literally have no issue wearing a mask. I, I, I think it's kind of funny. Uh, it feels like I'm dressing up at, at, like anytime I have to put it on. And um, I don't have an issue with that. So, like, fine, I'll wear a mask till this thing's done and over. And we can either, you know, have a cure or the cases are so low that it's not such a big issue. So, Mask to me, in my opinion, fine. I'll wear it. I don't care if that's what it takes for me to, you know, to save myself and save others. That's fine. And I'm not like clamoring to go out to restaurants. Obviously, you and I have been out to restaurants. Uh, I've talked about it. It's well documented. Um, but if they want to go back to closing the restaurants, closing the bars to try to get back to those low numbers that we were at, I'm okay with it. Uh, I would just be. I just wish we would go to the extreme and be like, all right, cool. Like, like, let's go back like super far. Like, let's go back to the, the quarantine so we can just kill it, you know, because if, if, if we keep it this whole like, you know, wishy washy thing where we're not on the same page and they're you know going back and, uh, you know, changing their statements like, oh, masks are good, masks are, uh, don't do anything. Just kidding, masks uh, are required again. It's like, dude, we're never gonna get to a point where we're gonna be fine again. So it's just like, let's go. Like, I'd rather just go to the extreme. Let's just stop and put a pause. Since, because everything's fucked up anyways, right now you think about it. Like so many people um, have lost jobs, 
the 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 like you know this whole like crisis when it comes to the economy it's just it's just insane so for me i am sad that disney um, had to pull the plug again and obviously people are, are are gonna try to clown about it oh like you're so privileged like you're sad about disney there's like literally people dying and it's like i i get that i'm not like insensitive to that um, but that's just something that i am sad about i love disney and i would like to go back but i'm not upset that i can't go back i just want us to be able to get to a point where we're all on the same page and we can just kind of all fall in line and fight this together because there's no way like I'm, I'm like you and i see it every day like we're just not getting anywhere i feel like we're like crabs in a bucket right now with this whole covid situation yeah no i definitely agree you know that it's it's i don't know if it's getting better or if it's getting worse like i saw a graph earlier this week or maybe even like yesterday where it's like oh congratulations we flattened the curve and it's just making it you know the highest where u.s hit uh, cases of COVID, we started to go down, but then we shot back up to the same number. So it's like a flat line. So people are like, "Oh yeah, we flattened it," but it's the highest part of the uh, of the actual, you know, the highest amount of cases that we had at one point. We're back to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I'm the same same way with you. Like I'm sad that we can't go back, but at the same time, like it's not like that I'm upset. It's not a civil injustice that we can't go back to Disneyland or anything. I'm not going to go protest that I can't go back to Disneyland. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a privilege, not a right to go, you know, go, go to with our annual pass to the park. So I'm not going to be like upset or say like, this is bullshit, but you know. Yeah. Cause as daring as I am and I've, uh, say that before like if disneyland were open in this current situation i would still go because i feel like i'm in the position where if i got covid or maybe i already got covid i have no idea i haven't been tested uh to be uh, transparent i haven't been tested but i never felt like i had any of the symptoms but if disneyland were open i feel like i would still go because i was literally there the last week it was open I was there up until the final day and it was strange because the pandemic was going on. The quarantine hadn't just uh, started yet. So like we were, it was like probably like a couple days before uh, we were getting those um, warnings and uh, people, you know, need to stay home. Um, and it was kind of a trip. And I even remember being in the magic shop and talking to Johnny because like we would look out on main street and you would see the occasional person wearing a mask. But that's normal in Disneyland because uh, wearing masks are normal in other cultures for people you know who are actually sick. So we looked out on Main Street and we we're tripping out. We're like, wow, outside of Disneyland, the whole world is in this crazy panic about this new virus, but not a care in the world right here on Main Street. And it was just such a trip. And, and we even questioned, we're like, wow, like how long is this going to go on? Because at that point, uh, there had been no cases reported uh, from inside Disneyland. At that point, I think the nearest case was that dude in Costa Mesa who was at, I think he went to like the 99 cent store and a couple other spots. Uh, I forgot his whereabouts that day, but nothing in Disneyland. But I feel like they just wanted to get in front of it and close the doors before there were any cases because obviously so many people from all different parts in the world jam packed in this one theme park where everybody's touching everything. 
and yeah and i i, I think it was a good call to to close it to, to help prevent it because it it would have been crazy if somebody would have caught it there and that's where like the epicenter was out here yeah it would not but yeah it's crazy to think about that like right you know the day before a few days the week before it closed just how vibrant and like packed it was people were still going there was no care in the world um but yeah i think at that point there was only like one case in costa mesa and then i think like a few days later I, if you remember that like that uh plane uh flight that was supposed to land in ontario that was like literally like a direct flight from wuhan that got like <laughs> they had to get like all quarantined and shit so nuts yeah it's really and you think that was back in march we're on the cusp of july like yeah like we're in summer which i i totally forgot about spring's over we're we're in summer shout out olaf um but we're here which is insane because you, you gotta think like how much has happened from the because like my earliest memories of covid were all the memes because it, it wasn't in our part of the world we, we knew about it because of the internet we knew what was going on in china but then it slowly crept into the u.s and then it just kind of took the whole world by storm so it, it's only a trip to think about where where we were at and where we're at now because i like nobody could have predicted this uh it's just pretty insane but I'm hoping we can get better, not just our county. Obviously, that I'm, that'd be selfish for me just to think about Orange County. But I, I just wish the whole world could get better from it, and we could just kind of move forward and try to keep this from killing off humans. Yep, same. That's that's what I wish for, but it's not going to happen overnight. You know, it'll it'll take time. So we'll see how long we'll be here for it. We'll survive. Yeah. Okay. So the the fact that they they pulled the plug, which nobody could have ever thought, because you got to look at uh, Florida, still on track. Shanghai, they're back at full capacity, which is, um, and, but but you got to think about um, Shanghai, their full capacity. Um, it, I don't think it's as much as ours. I don't. I don't know how big Shanghai is, because uh, as far as like. As far as like square footage and how big parks are, I know that um, Paris is really small, right? It's it's smaller than actual Disneyland or Disneyland Resort, excuse me, right? Yeah, I I, I think the smallest park is Hong Kong. Oh, really? Yeah, you can do Hong Kong in like three hours. Damn. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Shanghai isn't as big as as um, as Disneyland. Maybe maybe the same size, but. But you have to think, you know, Shanghai only has that one park and and maybe they have like a downtown Disney area and maybe a, a hotel. But, you know, Disneyland Resort, we have two parks. We have three hotels and, you know, downtown Disney. Um, it's a lot of property. It's a lot of square footage. So, okay, yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, who knows? And who knows? I haven't looked at like the cases for COVID in in china now you know i don't know what they're what they're what it's like over there i don't know if they're just completely just like oh yeah we're good like you don't even need to social distance anymore full capacity it's fine or or what their situation is versus uh here in the u.s do you follow elon musk on twitter i do not 
uh, I, I saw him going back and forth with a bunch of people today is that there was an article that was posted about uh, China having zero new cases today. And he was telling people, OK, he's like, yeah, he's like, they'll probably be us uh, by April. And he was just kind of going back and forth uh, about the virus, about how it's not that serious. And people were just kind of going at him because obviously there's like the two different camps, people who are taking it like super serious or who people think that it's not real or not that serious. And I like to think that it's not that serious, but I'm like no expert. So I'm an idiot and I'll be the first to claim that because I'm not an expert on viruses. I, I just know from my own experiences, my own body that I haven't gotten it yet. So to me, it, it seems uh, like not a big deal because uh, I haven't had any firsthand experiences with it. So seeing um, somebody as smart as Elon going that hard about the virus, it, it just makes me wonder, like, man, like, what is the truth? Like, I, I would love to to know what would love to kind of, you know, go into the back door and find out, like, what is really going on? Yeah, kind of pure, pure off take away the curtain of you know government and politics and and everything else and just see what the truth is oh i, I wish that would be everything I'll, i want to see the world just that way period it's hard though you have a lot of curtains there a lot of red tape a lot of bureaucracies policy political re religion there's so much stuff that just covers the truth you know at least 100 percent of the truth so yeah, you're gonna get the Illuminati knocking on your door talking like that. They're like, right, you want to see what's going on, Garrett? You want to end up like <laughs> Edward Snowden, you, Dude. Jeffrey Epstein? They'll show me. They'll show me the video of Jeffrey Epstein. They'll show me Hillary coming in with the Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Her geriatric ass, barely, barely able to aim that shit. Oh my god! No, uh, it's just. I don't even know, man. Like, I, I sometimes I'll, I'll lay in bed at night and I'll think about space and just think about, like, okay, we're on Earth and allegedly there's this solar system out there. There's these stars that are, you know, light years away. And I just, it's just crazy to me. Like, okay, like, as serious as we all want to take our lives and, all these things that occur from day to day. It's just like, does it, does it even matter? Cause it, at this point in time, we all know that it, at some point we're all just going to die. Yeah. And I, I know some people like for me, like I would love to leave my mark on history. I, I would love if uh, years after I'm gone, my name is spoken um, in, in a good way. I'm trying to make, you know, positive change where I can, but but I don't know. Is is it worth it? Or are we going to uh, wake up one day and get out of the simulation? Are, are we going to meet aliens? Are we going to find out who really shot JFK? It was the second shooter on the at the library or forever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I mean, uh, I read an article a few weeks ago talking about like how mathematics, uh, like mathematicians have a have a pretty good theory just using math that there are, I think the number was like 36 or 37 other uh, planets that have some sort of life on them. And when you, when you, when I talk life, I mean like single cell organism. If you, if you have a single cell organism, that's life, you know, like that's, that's something that's living. So 
Um, so whether it be, you know, super highly intelligent extraterrestrial beings or some sort of, you know, photos plankton on another planet, there's aliens out there. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I want to make, I want to live my life uh, because I believe, you know, we, we live and we die and we have nothing else after that. I want to live my life to the fullest, to the, to be most positive and to be an influence of positivity and, you know, good, goodwill after I'm gone. If I mean, I don't have to be, you know, popular. Majority of people don't need to know my name, but the people who I did meet, who I've had relationships with, I want to make sure that, you know, they, you know, after I'm gone, that they have nothing but positive things to say about me. That's fair. And are you aware of those um, UFO sightings that happened in San Diego? Those videos that were like recently released? No. What, when were the sightings? Were they like a few years back or were they recent? A few, a few years back, but um, the videos are just like just starting to get attention because the Pentagon um, acknowledged them and confirmed that they were real. That they were un- unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. That they had nothing to do with it. Damn, that's crazy. But I mean, I saw a lot of shit living in San Diego in the sky some nights where I just didn't know what the hell it was. But did yeah. you did you hit up your boy Tom DeLong? <laughs> I mean, to <laughs> back when he, I don't know if the, I think the Macbeth store is still there, but yeah, uh, there in Encinitas would go to a store try to see if he was there he never was <laughs> okay all right well we definitely veered off uh from disney but but it's fine we had a, a bit of news uh, this week about splash mountain which is, is crazy thing is splash mountain opened up in was it 1989 uh yeah 1989 i'm pretty sure and that was a year after i was born so that's insane but obviously it was uh you know recycled animatronics and it was all based off this like controversial movie song of the south and and obviously this current climate with the black lives matter movement that attraction had a lot of negative uh you know press people were calling for for the change of that and um and looking at it like um you know take a step back and you look at like what that movie, the song of the South like was about what it represented. And you're like, Holy shit. They don't have it on Disney plus for a very specific reason. You, I don't even think you can buy an official copy. You have to go buy like a bootleg or go download it somewhere. But, but in their major theme parks, Disneyland, magic kingdom, Tokyo, they have this, attraction splash mountain that's based off of that really really uh racist movie song of the south and it's crazy that it it was able to stand for so long and we just got news this week that they are actually going to change the ride in the united states in california and florida uh as far as i know tokyo is going to stand and keep just normal splash mountain but they're changing splash mountain here in the states to be a princess and the frog themed and I, I feel like this is the first time in the history of Disney changing any of its like original attractions um, because of uh, pressure from the outside. I, I feel like this is the first time where I'm like, okay, cool. I can get behind this change 
and I'm okay with it. And I'm like, I don't care that it's, uh, you know, changing like such an iconic ride in the park. Because uh, obviously nothing is sacred, and I've I definitely acknowledged that before. But this is the first time where I'm like, okay, this is something that is right, and I'm happy that they're changing it. And obviously, Slash Mountain is iconic. I have a you know an old school picture frame in my parents' house with the family on it. Uh, I'm gonna miss it, but I, I I don't think I ever really like I don't think I ever really understood how racist it was. Until I actually like kind of sat down and thought about it after this like whole thing came out, and I, I just feel like I, I just never took it serious. So I, I you know, I, I feel stupid for that, but I, I'm happy, and that's why I'm going so hard for this change and uh, trying to get everybody behind it and be like, yo, this is a positive change. Like obviously, a lot of people love Slash Mountain, and their favorite movie might not be Princess and the Frog, but Slash Mountain, I don't think it deserves to be. In Disneyland anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think Splash Mountain should still be in Disneyland, whatever its theming is, whatever. But I think they still need to have a flume ride, you know, which Princess and the Frog retheming, you know, that ride. Um, it's not going to change the ride aspect, the attraction. It's still going to be a log ride, you know, more or less. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I think it's it's. It's cool. It's I'm indifferent about it. I understand, you know, that it's wrong as far as the theming of, of taking it from that movie, Son of the South. Um, and it's a, you know, on my part when I was a kid, it was ignorance. I didn't know what Song of the South was, you know, when I was, you know, nineteen, uh, you know, nineteen ninety eight, and growing up going to Disneyland, I had no idea what that movie was. I just knew that Splash Mountain was based off of these, you know, um, uh, animals that you know were from the you know, seem like from the countryside or the South and, uh, Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear. And, uh, you know, the Br'er, Br'er Fox, Br'er Bear were kind of like the antagonists. Uh, Br'er uh, Rabbit was the protagonist. And it was just kind of this adventure going through, um, you know, the river. Um, but, you know, obviously fast forward to, I don't know, when I started wondering oh what is this really themed about you know because every every ride at disneyland has some sort of theme based off of the uh, ip that they own right uh so finding out about song of the south it was kind of like whoa that's that's a, that's kind of fucked up a little bit like they're using it based off of this movie that one they don't even you know uh acknowledge really uh you can't buy it like you mentioned you you have to download it like either a rip or something um so it's kind of like well why why are you gonna hide the movie but not acknowledge the ride that's based off of it so um but at the same time you know i'll be nostalgic and say like well man like i, I loved the characters on that ride you know i understand that a lot of the animatronics came from america sings which was an old attraction um that they brought over and you know based the ride off of those off of tried to base those animatronics using song of the south characters but at the end of the day, it's indifferent. There is nothing sacred, and, and it's not like that was sacred, period. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that they're going to retheme it, and I am i can't wait to see what they're going to do with it. I hope they put in some new technologies uh, as far as, you know, animatronics, holographics, things like that into the ride, maybe a, a big update on it. And then, yeah, I think what they should also do, uh, 
not only on Splash Mountain, but they should change all of Critter Country to just be like the bayou and put in either another Princess and the Frog dark ride where Pooh is and then make Pooh's Corner like, you know, I don't know, maybe like a bayou kind of style, um, kind of like house or restaurant. Um, and or if you don't want to use, you know, the same movie for two rides, you could potentially do maybe like a Rescuers themed dark ride. I know that's kind of like a throwback, but the first rescue rescuers movie they're in the bayou as well or in the south on the river things like that so but yeah i'm excited either way like it, it, you know disney can do whatever they want with their rides and um i understand that you know during this time of a lot of change that you know disney is gonna make sure that they're on that ride as well um one thing that irks me though is reading an article disney had mentioned that they had started working on this project last year uh, to change over Splash Mountain, which I actually don't believe at all. I believe that this is actually just a huge PR uh, stunt for Disney to do. Um, not saying that it's wrong to change. You know, it's it's good. It's a positive change. But Disney might be doing it for the wrong reasons. Fair. I, I, I don't believe for a second that this has been in the works for that long. I, I feel like they just like closing the park early to get in front of that issue. I feel like they're doing this with Splash Mountain. They're seeing what's going on in the world. And Splash Mountain is a big black eye when it comes to what's currently going on. So they're all right, cool. Before we get called out, like, let's try to get in front of it and make positive change uh, before there is some sort of crazy backlash. So, um, and I, I just want to be clear I'm not uh, for like demolishing and flattening the attraction because obviously Disney's cheap. And they just wouldn't do that right now in, in this position. So I, I don't hate the ride Splash Mountain. I, I just, um, you know, j- just for where it comes from. It's just uh, and like it's hard for me to speak on it, too, because obviously like, I'm not black. Um, so I, I don't know what kind of impact it has on a you know, person um, of color. And I, I just think it's just pretty negative when you dive deep into it, obviously, you know. And it's just weird that it's just so hidden right in front of our faces. Yeah. But uh, I, I feel for Pooh. Um, I, I've thought about your idea because obviously we've talked about it off air. Um, I like the Pooh dark ride. Uh, obviously, they wouldn't just move it to another part of the park. There's literally like not that much space left. What I was thinking while you were speaking, uh, like what about like a Dr. Facilier like dark ride? I think that that would be pretty sick because obviously the, the the main attraction is going to be focused on uh, Tiana, um, and I'm sure they're gonna they have to have Doctor Facilier sit somewhere in the ride. But imagine a dark ride that's focused on like like you know like the dark part of the movie, which I think would be super awesome. His friends on the other side, man. Like, I mean, imagine like all neon stuff going on with like uh, uh, black light things happening. And it's kind of like a story of like you go into Dr. Facilier's like, uh, you know, um, enchanted voodoo room. And then like it's just an adventure of trying to escape like the other side and stuff like that. And he's just trying to make a deal with you the whole time. That'd be pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I I would definitely be into that. And I I'm like a newer fan to Princess and the Frog. And I feel like this started like probably like two years ago. 
I went to Disney World for the Halloween party. I was with Steve, uh, shout out Lynn, uh, and Garvey and the whole gang. And we were there and we saw the last Hocus Pocus play. It was at, it was at like midnight on Halloween, which I thought was like so cool. So ooh, it's like spooky. We're out here on Halloween and we're about to watch the final Hocus Pocus performance at, at midnight. And I'd never seen it before. Like I, I'm like a huge Hocus Pocus fan and I, I just didn't want to see see it on youtube i was like okay like i just have to get out there at some point and experience this in person because the fact that they were actually doing anything hocus pocus in the parks so that was amazing so the fact that i, I was going to be able to get to experience it i was like yeah I was like, i'm not going to spoil it for myself so when i went and watched it i remember dr facilier came out and he had like his, his own song he had this whole like uh, song and dance i thought it was like amazing i i feel like he stole the show and i'm like holy shit like that would kill like out in california like we need more light on on him because i feel like just him is like like a character is, is awesome and, and um it was always strange to me that in disneyland um obviously in new orleans square uh tiana dr priscilla would walk around but they never really had a home so the fact that they're going to have a home now i i think it's pretty awesome yeah yeah i mean there's a lot they could do like i i love the food dark ride too like don't get me wrong i i don't want to see it go but i know that like it just I mean, yes, there are critters in Princess and the Frog. Obviously, you know, the <laughs> princess and the prince get turned into frogs. They are able to talk to animals at the point. There's critters everywhere. So you can still call it critter country. But I just think with the retheming, they should maybe change it into something else. And that would, you know, if they were to change it into something else, that would mean that, you know, uh, Pooh's Corner and the Pooh Ride would have to go. Or they could just make those two areas, that area, just literally you pass Splash Mountain and then you go into the Hundred Acre Wood. Um, I don't know why they just didn't rename it and call it that. Maybe they're just trying to keep you know Country Bear Jamboree and Critter Country kind of um, um, stay, you know. Shout out to Country Bear Jamboree. If you uh, are ever at Walt Disney World, go watch that. It's amazing. Um, but uh, but I mean, yeah, with the re-theming, I think they should do something different. Um, additionally, I think they need to change the Riverbell Terrace to be Tiana's place. Cause I think that would be perfect. What would you want them to serve? Uh, you know, gumbo, everything that literally Tiana had. So gumbo beignets, you can still get beignets, uh, over at the side of the French market if you want to, but then they'll have beignets as well. Um, just everything that was within Tiana's menu, they would serve. Yeah. And, and think about how stoked people would be. Cause I, I, I think back to when the um, Red Rose Tavern opened and they had the gray stuff and just for that one item, granted that they did have other good things on the menu, but just the hype that we finally got the gray stuff in Disneyland, the amount of attraction that it just brought to that one restaurant that was always just like whatever, like mediocre, whatever, like what Pinocchio's restaurant before that. Um, yeah, some, uh, yeah. Yeah. And like it was never packed, but then when they reopened it as the Red Rose Tavern and they were advertising the gray stuff and obviously the hype from the live action, it, it just brought so much attention and that I feel like it just gave that whole area, like a whole new like facelift and something to look forward to. Uh, so I feel like if they did change the Riverbell Terrace to Tiana's place, it could easily just bring in like way more people to just have like a cool new place to eat. Because uh, I feel like Disneyland definitely lacks that. Yeah. 
I mean, think about it, man. Like it's it's literally on the water. You can watch, literally, you know, the Mark Twain roll by, an old school riverboat roll by, have some beignets, have a a, a bowl of gumbo, chill out, um, and it's the perfect transition, you know, because you have Frontierland transitioning into New Orleans Square, which Keanu's place was in New Orleans, so. Yeah, I think they should do something like that. And yeah, I think it would be perfect to have some have some themed foods, um, you know, not only just beignets, gumbos, but have some kind of like play on word stuff with the movie as well. You know, you can do a lot of things like that. We're just getting in word, Garrett, that there's a Tiana's place Mardi Gras menu on a Disney cruise. Oh, what kind of food do they have? What's on the menu? Okay, this is all right. They have a this is crazy. They have a full on uh, menu. Let, let, let me read it for you, okay? Yeah. So th- this is going to be the appetizers. They have boudin sausage fritters, Prince Naveen's Cajun charcuterie board. Ooh. I feel like you'd be into something like that. I love them charcuteries, bro. Give me the cheese and the meats. Okay, and then we got some sautéed golf shrimp and grits. Ooh. Okay, and then ahi tuna tartare. Where does that come into play? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they have to just throw a fish option like that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, we're just going to skip down to the, to the entrees. Get to the mains, yeah. Okay. There's... Charlotte Labouf's Bucatini pasta. Bucatini. Bucatini. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freaking dying. Oh, That's so funny. Garrett, I. <laughs> This is, this is amazing. How, how did I pronounce it? Uh, Bucatini. <laughs> I think you said Bucantini or something like that. Oh my god. And how'd you pronounce it? Bucatini. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, um, I, I gotta describe it for you. And I'm definitely right. not. I'm definitely not editing that out because it's just comedy. Um, so it, it has uh, pancetta, oyster Ooh. mushrooms. Eggplant, spinach, peas, basil, and shaved parmesan. And it has a Santa Margarita uh, Pinot Grigio wine. Ooh, to pair with it? Yeah. Um, that's a, That sounds like it right there. Okay. Then they that's have uh, Cajun Spiced Sea Bass. Okay. Then they have Roasted Creole Half Chicken. They have James's roasted pork tenderloin, Ooh. and Big Daddy's roasted prime rib or beef. Is that it for the mains? That's it. For, that's it for the mains. I, I know. The, I, I, I know. I don't know. <laughs> but all right. But to to be fair, this the menu that was just sent to me. It's a um, rotating menu. Okay. So, so this yeah. isn't um, the only menu. All right. Well, forget the fucking what was it? The roast 
tuna tartare. What was it? Was that what, what it was? The it was ahi tuna tartare. Ahi tartare. Eighty six that and put in some gumbo as an appetizer. Oh, sorry, no, but just no gumbo should be an entree. Gumbo's fucking delicious, man. Okay, I love gumbo. Yeah. Uh, did they have beignets available for the dessert? Uh, let me go down to the dessert menu. Oh, dude, they got a whole dessert menu, bro. Ooh. And yeah, first thing on desserts, Tiana's buttermilk beignets. Yes. That sounds amazing because are the beignets buttermilk normally? I don't think so, man. I, I honestly think they're just like fried dough. Give me some buttermilk, baby. Okay. And they're served with a chocolate espresso dipping sauce. Damn. That's okay that sounds amazing because obviously we've had the the random dipping sauces with the churros and stuff but i don't think we've ever had a chocolate espresso mm. okay and they have uh coffee too which is sounds pretty awesome there's a mardi gras mocha latte praline syrup chocolate sauce espresso with steamed milk that's that's me i'm all about the praline Okay, then they have a LaBeouf pecan chai. It's organ chai, caramel pecan syrup, and steamed milk. Nice. Yeah, this is this is insane. This is why I, I want to do a Disney cruise at some point. I, I want to get you, Lynn, Steve, Johnny, Ben, whoever's down, and just hit a Disney cruise. Obviously not right yeah. now, not during the pandemic, because yeah. we're for sure going to get COVID on a cruise. But uh, w- once we move past it and we defeat COVID, we got to book a Disney cruise. Yeah, dude. Hit the Caribbean. Go to their private island that they share with Carnival Cruise. <laughs> I thought the Disney cruise was Carnival Cruise. Oh, is it? Uh, probably. That's why they probably share the island. I have no idea. I, I, I don't have a lot of knowledge. Like I have like, I think the only friend that I know of that has gone on a Disney cruise is our good old friend, Brooke. You, you guys remember Brooke from our influencers podcast in the past shout out brooke wherever you are what up Brooke? but yeah yeah i've never been on one i think i might know like one or two people that have been on the cruise but mm-hmm. i've never i've never heard bad experiences i mean have you ever been on a cruise like vacation before never the last time i was on a, like a boat for like a long period of time was i went whale watching in the fourth grade and i cried the whole time because i was seasick damn yeah so I'm, I'm like nervous to go on a cruise because i get motion sickness and that's the last thing i want to do is go out on the water and get sick especially for like an extended period of time so if i can go on a cruise knowing that i won't feel like the motion like i would be so down i mean so i mean those are like whale watch boats those are really small ships like i mean you you're gonna feel you know the waves you're going to feel the engine moving you're going to feel the boat moving but cruise ships they're a little you know they're less intense unless you're in the middle of like some giant ass hurricane you know you, it's going to feel level you're not going to hear feel the sway of the waves you might feel a slight motion just going you know forward or backward or wh- whichever way the boat's kind of going but it's you're not going to feel it fully um i mean i've, I've been on the last time i went on a cruise ship uh was probably when i was in the like eighth grade i went to like i went on like a alaskan cruise ship but i've been on like two or three cruises i mean when you're a kid they're great you know you're a kid you just run around the cruise ship have you know certain cruises have a lot of stuff for kids like uh like 24-hour pizza bars and uh all you can eat all you can eat 
uh, soft serve ice cream 24 hours and things like that and arcades open. Um, when you're adult, I mean, they're still fun. You know, you just got to remember, you know, you're on the boat for some of the days and then you'll dock to go off the boat and it's a lot of itinerary scheduled stuff. So you just have to kind of be on, you have to be able to either, you know, follow an itinerary schedule or if you don't want to get off the boat, you just realize you're on a boat, you know, that has, you know, a, you have your own room and then you also have, you know, it's, 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 it's a hotel on, on, on the ship or on the sea. So you just have to remember that. I just want my experience to be like Jack from Titanic minus dying. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, I, I will say like when I went on a cruise ship in the eighth grade, yeah, there was, it was a little bit of, you know, but not. <laughs> I don't want to hear about that. I, I just want to have fun and dance and, you know. Oh, I thought you were talking about finding the love of your life. No. I, <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever spoken about this publicly. Well, I don't know if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but uh, it's, it's going to be in Disneyland. So there's no way we're going to meet on a cruise ship because it, it has to be in Disneyland. So when we but tell our grandkids about, about how we Disney? met, you're cutting out. Sorry. What about a, well, it's Disney cruise ship. That's so whack. That is, there's nothing cool to look back on. Oh yeah, I was uh, you know one in the morning getting my vanilla chocolate swirl, and your grandma w- came to get some too. That's <laughs> that's so whack. It's way cooler to tell a story about. Yeah, I was getting the OG churro that you can also get at Del Taco on Main Street, and your grandma had just gone off Astro Blasters. She saw that I was number one on the scoreboard, and came and said hi. Um, I don't know if there's actual footage of you being number one on the scoreboard because I know there is of me. Wow. <laughs> there, I don't know. There was. There's definitely a photo. There's a hundred percent of a photo because I posted it. But I, I, to be fair, I haven't gotten it since uh, you did. So yeah, in my mind, you're still top rank, which I hate saying, but it's and cool. That was my bro- yeah it happened on your birthday but but it but it's cool because i like people to know that it's not impossible to get good at astro blasters because i got good through just practice and by chance and then i just shared my knowledge with whoever would listen and you were one of those people and sometimes you do better than i do yeah man i mean i would say we're we're definitely top tier at the game i don't know about now man i don't know if it's like riding a bike or not yeah, I'm I'm nervous uh, on how we would perform, but uh, I don't know. Okay, I I, I kind of want to like imagine like what we would do our first day back because I feel like okay, first thing we have to do is go see Johnny. Yeah, in the in the magic shop, there'll be some plexiglass <laughs> stuff making it so we can't like you know fully be. In his vicinity, we'll be next to him, but we'll be divided by that plexiglass. I, I'm curious how they're going to do that setup because the the structure, like all the the counters and everything in there, that's all original stuff. So are, are they actually going to drill into it or are they going to just try to hang it from the ceiling? How do you know? They probably wouldn't hang it from the ceiling because the ceiling's too tall. Yeah, the ceiling's super tall. So well, what they could do is they could hang a plexiglass that's not like the entirety of the height. But then just make sure it's, you know, at least, you know, whatever amount of feet that equal six feet from 
the plexiglass, including the, uh, I don't know what would you call it, the table or the bar where the cash register and they, where they do their tricks is, are. There's no way you can be six feet. Even if they're standing up against the wall behind them with the mirrors, there's no way there's going to be six feet in between the guests and the cast member because the shop's not that big. The only time that there could be six feet is if somebody is at the, the entrance like the doorway and then Johnny's in the back corner because the, the, the shop is shaped weird. So there's, there's never really going to be six feet with you dealing with somebody with transactions or trying to demo magic. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean six feet between like the people um, and the cast members uh, in the, specifically in the magic shop. I didn't mean it horizontally. I guess I meant more vertically because if you have the plexiglass going from the top of the table or, you know, cash register area to pretty high up, not the entire to the entire ceiling, but pretty high up, then you'll be all right. I don't think that has to be six feet if there's a plexiglass barrier. But I, I don't know. Yeah, but as I'm saying, the, the, the ceiling is really tall in that room. I don't know if you well, maybe it's because I, I I've spent so much time in there, but the ceiling's really yeah. high. Yeah, but what you can do is you, you just hang some chains and then you attach the plexiglass to the chains. So the plexiglass is a certain amount of feet, but then the chains just do the rest of the, the job going all the way up to the ceiling. That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's they're going to want stuff swaying. So I, I think mm -hmm. they might do the bad thing and drill into that OG counter. Yeah, I would I would I, w I would be against that, but they're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Or just don't do plexiglass. If everybody's if everybody's wearing a mask, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just going to be a weird look because like I I I feel funny because uh I I I've been to places um in L A like uh me and my roommate we used to go to this uh, bomb ass barbecue spot and. It was normal to walk in and the people working are behind bulletproof glass and you know we got to you know, drop the money in a drop box and they slide it over obviously to, to protect themselves so that, i'm like wow I'm, I'm gonna get that feeling when i go into disney <laughs> <laughs> yep. like all right i'm i'm here to uh to to get the new um pins that dropped uh it, it's gonna be like obviously wild times this is uh never happened in our lifetime so i that's why i, I want to experience it i, I, I want to see what precautions um they're going to take and how it's going to work and hopefully it does keep us safe do you think that hanging out in the magic shop is still going to be a play or do you think it's not going to really be allowed anymore nah no <laughs> i i i wouldn't feel comfortable um because uh, obviously I, I i used to be in there like extended periods of time um so i honestly don't see it being a, a thing until the pandemic is over because and because i don't want to make the other guests feel uncomfortable and obviously johnny is not going to be the only one working so i i just don't want to make it crowded and i'm pretty conscious of it to begin with like i, I kind of get the vibe when i i know where to be when the place like packs out and you know, when there's certain people in the building. Yeah. So I'm just going to, you know, obviously just be happy to be in the park. But yeah, first thing I want to do is go see Johnny. Um, yeah. And then what would your first. What are, sorry, what? I was going to ask you, what would your first attraction be back? Oh, you already know. I don't. 
Haunted Mansion. <laughs> mansion number one. Number one. Okay, Haunted Haunted Mansion. You didn't even pay the three hundred dollars to go to the the overnight event, homie. At the time, I could not afford to just spend three hundred dollars to go to an overnight thing. But you're balling out. You just bought a motorcycle. You got well, a, you got an Apple Watch. I got gifted an Apple Watch Series One because my wife bought a Series Three. So don't t- don't even say that I bought an Apple Watch. Oh, she I was- bought a motorcycle, but I was saving for a motorcycle. I'm curious why'd she go Series Three over Series Five? Uh, because you don't need the brand most brand new watch. Like Series Three is fine. She just wanted a new one because some of the 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 Series One is really slow. Honestly, like even I use it and I don't wear watches or like I use it to do workout stuff, but like I won't use it for really much anything else, and it's still pretty slow. Okay, because I have a buddy who works for Apple, and I was talking to him about it, and. He suggested that I just get the Series Three, uh, and I was reading about it. Yeah, and like for uh, what I would use it for, and like my needs, like a Series Three would, would be perfect. But mm-hmm. as you can see, I I never really wear anything on my wrists, ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I. I mean, I used to wear like a, like when I was in like middle school, I used to wear one of those like rocker leather watches, the super like, lo- like long width watches you know what i'm talking about yeah you got to go to zoomies and have them open up like the 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 case to get one yeah like straight up nixon leather and yeah i just you know thought i was so badass listening to you know all this cool rock and roll stuff but rock and roll middle school in in middle school i was watching mtv and bet that's where i got all my music from so if it wasn't on trl like i i used to be the mindset that if you weren't on trl whatever band or musician you were you sucked <laughs> which is so weird because t- today it's just like uh my my uh, view on music is just so different yeah independent record labels baby yo real quick shout out eco strike for that release last night dude yo, that song is tight shout out together that that is a track that gives me hope i, I love i love florida hardcore and i love eco strike i was literally playing Valorant and I, I saw that uh, it, it had dropped. So I was listening to it and my whole party chat was like, yo, Jamie, like, like, where are you at? Where are you at? And I'm like, dude, I'm listening to the Eco Strike, like, pause, like, just shut up. <laughs> I had to listen to it. I had to soak it in. And like, I, I seriously listened to it like probably like 10 times while I was playing Valorant, just totally throwing the match because I was way more interested in hearing the new song. And I, wasn't sure if Triple uh, B was going to drop like merch along with the record, which they normally do. So I don't even know why I questioned it. But uh, I went and I ordered the shirt because the shirt is so hard. So shout out to that new EcoStack record. I'm looking forward to that coming out. Just love yep. Florida Hardcore. F- Florida Hardcore hasn't disappointed me in a long time. I So many good bands from there right now. So shout out yeah. Florida Hardcore. Yeah, shout out Florida Hardcore. Yeah, that song, EcoStrike. That song, banger, EcoStrike always putting out solid stuff i also got the shirt so that means alex sejas you have my back no matter what when i'm wearing that shirt so because <laughs> he's because he's on the the show pick <laughs> but yeah yeah well now we have to coordinate and not be twins uh, i know i know it'll be difficult that's all right um but going back to disney so you would pick haunted mansion as your first ride and that- yeah i mean you already it's my favorite ride and they've been you know you have to think like even before the pandemic 
they were scheduled to keep it closed for refurbishment and changing it back to Haunted Mansion after Haunted Mansion Holiday, and they were doing all this refurb stuff on it. So I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, but there's a chance that you might not even see normal Haunted Mansion till next year. Because if it opens up in October, like we're going straight back to holidays. It's true. It's true, which I would not be. I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Great you, movie. You love Perfect. it? It's a great movie. It's I don't, it's, Tim, I, it's it's my favorite Tim Burton film. Over Batman? Yes. Tim, Batman is great, but Nightmare Before Christmas is, is just so wonderful. Uh, I will not wear its merch, though, because I'm not a Hot Topic kid. <laughs> Sounds like you're a fake fan right now because... I when I like a movie, I, I support it. And you saw that firsthand yesterday. It's true. It's true. Um, but wait, wait, wait. It takes away from Haunted Mansion. Wait, wait, like, wait. Hold on, hold on. It takes away from Haunted Mansion, and I. It's great. It's cool. But they always extend, and I've said it before on this podcast. They always extend the beginning and extend the end of it so it lasts longer. Stop doing that. Anyways, okay. that's my take. I, I want to go back to the whole merchandise thing. How can you what? how can you say you love something but you don't want to support it? Okay, I bought. I, okay, uh, let me rephrase that. I won't buy clothing apparel because it's just some of it is very cheesy. I will buy, you know, oogie boogie popcorn bucket. I will buy other stuff that isn't like apparel that I wear that I wear. So you're you're basically claiming you're a, you're a Disney hype beast is what you're saying. I mean, I guess looks like I'm out, looks like I'm outed. <laughs> Got outed for being a Disney hype beast. Wow. Okay. I you know I had this vision of getting you. Uh, uh, what's Todd's brand from the Vlog Squad? His Gothic uh, mochas. Oh, uh, Gothic mocha, dude. Yeah, I, I've been wanting to get you some Gothic mocha merch for a long time. But for Christmas, in the spirit of Christmas, I'm going to get you some haunted or some haunted mansion themed Nightmare Before Christmas gear. We're going to get you fitted head to toe, some Jack Skellington fit, you know, those stripes. We're going to get you some weird gloves. Maybe get you like a Sally t-shirt, a zero hat. Nah, just give me the gothic mode. <laughs> Focus <laughs> I'm good on, on the nightmare. You don't want a nightmare before Christmas fit? You don't want to be fitted Yo, down with that jet? Like, the nightmare before Christmas Vans collab? Remember Yo. how fucking wait, dog wait. shit those slip-ons were? Dude, we, okay, we always, we always try to brainstorm about Dapper Day and you, you come up with your, your good ideas. You have an easy out. You can just be Jack Skellington. You know how easy Yo, it is? Jack Skellington in the pinstripe suit. Yeah, I don't care where. Well, how come you've never done that? Because I, because what I really do is just keep it cheap and keep retheming my wedding suit like three times for Dapper Day because I'm cheap. That's true. I, I just buy suits online and throw them away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yo, Dapper Day, man. Oh, rest in peace, Dapper Day. If the, the park had opened, Dapper Day would have happened this past Sunday. Yep. Which, but. which has me so sad. I, we didn't get to see our, our favorite, uh, uh, you know, Disney people, and it's just cool being in that atmosphere because I just love that 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 feeling of being back in like the 1950s and just enjoying the park how it was back then. Yeah, agreed. Like it's just 
I mean, Disney's already great for people watching, but that's just such a great day to just go look at people's, you know, gear, see what they're rocking, be all, you know, formal, well, not, you know, formal, formally dressed. Um, and then the theming's great too when people, you know, uh, base their, their, uh, their suits or their dresses or whatever, what, what have you off of a character. Yeah. And we made some new friends on Dapper Day. Shout out Angelica. She's she's been cool. Uh, you know, we ran into characters like Jay from Take It to Heart, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, and I, I just love seeing like the uh, like. Remember when we ran into that girl who was dressed up as Rogue, and she was just so stoked that we knew who she was, like yep, who, who yep. she was dressed up as, and she like literally had a question us. She's like, "Oh, you like you know you guys know who I'm dressed up as?" And we're like, "Yeah, of course!" Like this is so sick. So like, I I just love giving props to people who actually put um, effort and clever ideas out there and then being able to pull it off. It, it's, it's just so sick. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And, and Grammy, Granny Smith apples. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that publicly because I don't want to get you in trouble, but no one, no one knows what we're talking about. <laughs> Granny okay. Smith apples. They're great. They're delicious. Granny Smith apples. I, uh, the tower of terror bellhop, uh, there's just so many gems from Dapper Day. If you've never, and and this is this is free advertising. If you've never participated in a Dapper Day, if you don't even know what Dapper Day is, uh, go to the website dapperday.com. Uh, hit the hashtag or hit my line, or hit Garrett's line to get the info. Dapper Day is awesome. It's such an awesome time. That does it, it happens twice a year, once in the fall and once in the spring. It's super awesome. It's a great time. It's really fun. Uh, it's a cool uh, excuse to get dressed up and go to Disney. And um, it, it definitely is strange that there, uh, that there is like that weird, um, obviously not everybody is into it. Not, not everybody knows about it, but it's like, you know, obviously like when we're uh, parked and we're walking to the tram or the bus and like, we're getting all those looks and everybody's like, what's going on? Like, what are you guys here for? And we're like, Oh, we're here for Disneyland. Like, it's just, you know, it's dapper day. Uh, it's, it's something like, like a fun fun thing to, to be a part of and like I said if you've never done it or you don't know what it is look into it and it's something like a fun time you should try it at, at least once and this is coming from a guy who used to hate Dapper Day and I just hated it because I didn't know what it was um, or what it was about but once I figured it out met some cool people like Garrett uh, who shared the same love we did it we do it twice a year it's awesome and I look forward to it every year yeah it's great I agree my only word of advice, there's two things. One, it is Dapper Day, not Flapper Day. Fair. So if you're if you're dressing up thinking that it's the 1920s themed, you're wrong. It's 1950s, 1955 when the park opened. Yeah. Get your own holiday. Don't try to invade ours. Yeah, go do the Great Depression era or the, the swinging, swinging 20s day, whatever. Anyways, and then yeah. advice number two. If you're coming up, if you're if you're coming to the park that day and you don't want to dress up for Dapper Day, uh, and you're anti it, don't be one of those Napper Day people that dress up in pajamas on the same day. You'll look like a clown. Yeah, don't try to rain on our fun. Like, yeah, there's 364 other days, or maybe uh, 63. Excuse me, so far that happens twice a year. There's 363 other days. Leap year. Yeah, not okay. We're speaking non-leap year. Um, Okay. Pick another day. Don't try to ruin our fun. Don't be a hater. I know you're out there because that's just the way things are right now. Just don't be a loser. Just 
Go to Disneyland and have fun. Don't try to act like you're better than anybody else. Disneyland's for everybody. Disneyland's for the people, Garrett. It's for the people. But, uh, so what ride are you trying to go on first when we get back? Okay, that's a tough one. Okay, so I'm picturing it. Garrett and Jamie walking down Main Street. We're just leaving the magic shop. We see... Uh, Julia, blue-haired Julia, taking pictures of the pink door. We pass the partner statue, and we just laugh. We always laugh because of you know perspective. You, you it, know why? You know why? And then I'm just puzzled. What do we do? Because first day back, where would I go? Because I'm I'm literally looking at a map of Disneyland right now, and it's just like what I want to go flex on my haters who didn't get a reservation and post a picture of the castle. Or do I want to just go big and just go on space? Damn. Because, okay, and I'm, I'm going to be honest. Indiana Jones, my favorite, favorite attraction. But it's going to break down. Do we risk Do we risk getting our hearts broken? Or do we just go for the, the surefire thing? Because the chances of Space Mountain breaking down versus Indiana Jones... Odds are in our favor that space is going to be up and running and we'll be fine. There might be a wait time, whatever. We've done it. So I, I think I would just go for the safe bet and maybe towards the evening when, you know, it's had its like, you know, gears greased, it's had its chance to break down, come back on. Then we could end the night in the jungle. All right. I could see that. You know, there's two risks for Indiana Jones. Okay. Let's you got the, two. You got. You got it breaking down, okay. the risk of it breaking down, which it does, I want to say, at least five times a day on a busy year. Yeah. Maybe more. Why? Why? It's like, okay, you got to think, it's broken down so many times. What's the issue? I think it has something, I think it has something to do with maybe the 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 um, boulder dropping, which I was going to ruin the magic and say something else, but let's just say the boulder drop. Yeah, the boulder drop. And if, yeah. if, if you want the magic ruin go log into your Disney plus and this is more free advertising. And if you don't have Disney plus go sign up for Disney plus uh, shout out. I, I use Garrett's Disney plus, but uh, go log in and there's a show that will show you what that magic is. Go figure it out. It's actually very ingenious, but um, anyways, uh, where was I going? Oh, second, second, second uh, uh, risk. You don't get time and space. What if you don't get time and space? I don't want beauty. I don't want greed. I want to travel to the stars. Yes, and so that is fair because like there could be the satisfaction of cool, we're strapped in, the Jeep's going. And then we go into that first room. If it's not purple, it was a waste of time. Yeah. There, there needs to be a, a freaking pole just make time and space standard. Nobody likes the other ones. Nope. And if they claim to like the other ones, they just haven't experienced time and space. So just get rid of the other two. Time and space is, is the coolest thing that they did to that ride. It is. It is. Okay. But, but yeah, I'd be down to go, you know, we hit Space Mountain first, and then we get on some Astro Blasters finally. You know, shake the cobwebs off. Get greased up. I'm surprised you didn't mention Rise of the Resistance since you're such a Star Wars guy. 
Dude, I love Star Wars. I always love Star Wars. Okay. But you have to think, I've only been on that ride once. I've only experienced it once. It's not in the forefront of my mind of my being a favorite ride of mine. It's a great ride. It's unbelievable what they did with that ride. So many great technologies and new things that they've used. But it's not a classic yet. It's not a classic. Okay, um, side note. Disney World 50th anniversary next year. We have to... Okay, and the... <laughs> The, the the people that, that we're going with, me, you, Johnny, we're we're experienced. We've been to Disney World before. We've hit all the parks. I know Nate has never been. I'm not sure about Ben. I think Ben might have gone before, but I want to push for making a day for Universal. I'm down, dude. I want to go on that fucking Hagrid rides. Yeah, because I and I, I know for a fact that Nate would be down because he loves Universal. He has a Universal pass out here in California and I and he knew about like um when I went last year, I called him for every difference that I noticed for every attraction that I was like jazzed about and he was like, "Oh, I I know." And I'm like, what the hell? You've never told me about any of this stuff that I've experienced. And he's like super like well-versed in the knowledge of that park. And the fact that they're, they have, in my opinion, the best ride at a theme park ever. And I'm pretty sure by then Nintendo land's going to be open. Yep. I feel like we have to, since we're going to be there, like we have to make at least one day for yep. Universal. Yeah, I'm I'm down, dude. I want to go on. I want to go experience Universal Florida and uh, so what do they call it? It's one land is Universal and the other one's called Island of Adventure or something like that. Yeah, correct. Parks, right? Yeah, but honestly, it, it, you know what's crazy? Like, <laughs> okay, you have to pay for two tickets, basically, right? I, I, if I'm to be transparent, I, I got in for free, so I don't know. <laughs> I just well, I was along for the ride. They're like, Jamie, you got here a day early. We're going to Universal today. And I'm like, okay. I I'm I don't have any expectations. Like, let's go. And the way we traveled between parks, I guess we went to two different parks. Was that um, uh, the Hogwarts Express or I don't know what to call it? Yeah. Uh, yep. Now you got it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. It felt like, honestly, I'm not going to like it. It didn't feel like I went to another park. Right. So, and yeah, and I, I don't know the lay of the land. Like, I was lost. I was just kind of going where everybody else was going. And that was one of the rare times where I, I just wanted to quit and go home because it was so hot. For And it was in October, which is weird. It was so hot. And I was wearing pants. And I was like, I sweat through my shirt. It was such a bad day. Like, it was so hot. I, I literally wanted to quit. But like I, I didn't tell any of my friends because I was like embarrassed. But I was like so exhausted, and I was just I felt so disgusting. Yeah, you just got off a four-hour plane flight, red eye, all that. That's true. I landed in Orlando. We went. Did we drop our bags off? I can't. It's such a blur. Maybe we we just went straight to no. I, I think we went to our uh, resort, dropped our bags off, and then went straight to Universal. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, so I, I just want to make that pitch to to you, Nate, Johnny, and Ben. Because I feel like I, I know Nate would get like, enjoyment out of it. And obviously, I, I want you guys to experience that, that ride, that Hagrid coaster. Because that shit was insane. 
Honestly, the only people you have to convince at this point, I think, would be Johnny and Ben. I'm sure. I mean, I'm down. I'm sure Nate would be down. All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll run by them and see what they say. Uh, there's a, a bit of news about the uh, Avengers Campus. I don't know if you um, kept up with any of that at all. Honestly, I haven't. I, I just would assume that when Disneyland opens, it should be open because what else have they been doing? They've had all this free time with no one in the park to do all this construction. <laughs> um, well, the Spider-Man ride, I'll, I'll call it Spider-Man ride right now, um, they have its official name. Oh, it's going to be called Web Slingers uh, Spider-Man Adventure. All right. Yeah. So uh, th- there's an article online. I'll, I'll have to send you the link. But it just kind of uh, basically breaks down like what the ride is. Or you can just look it up right now. Which it, it seems, uh, you know, I don't know. The the way Spider Man's been portrayed in DCA, like has never got me excited because I feel like they've always gotten his costume wrong. So I'm hoping with them taking it super serious and getting this actual attraction for Spider Man that they take it serious and give us a proper Spider Man and have him look proportionate, like not like having a giant head in a weird shaped body. Uh, you know, I, I just want a normal looking Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man doesn't have a giant head true i mean yeah it's it's rough the only spider-man that has a giant head is miles morales so for some reason his that's a little bigger than regular spider-man but um but yeah i mean because what when Fre- Fre- spider-man first showed up he was still using the sony um version of spider-man suit yeah but- and then and then all of a sudden they switch over to what was it it was just uh far homecoming well, or far from, not, not even the full-on homecoming suit. They, they just added the homecoming logo um, or like the new Spider-Man logo to the back of the suit. Because on, on the yeah. front of the suit, he, they still had the old logo, which I'm like, well, this is weird. They're mixing logos. And and even um, the the color, like the, the, the red they're using is like too dark. I'm like, come on. Like you guys, like you guys know what color to use. Like, why are you, why are you guys being like weird using this off red? Yeah, and even the blue was a little off too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and his head—I I can't get over how big his head is, and it's just like it just never looked right to me. And I, and I get it. I, I feel like Spider-Man should have been so easy to do because he has a mask. Like when we go visit Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye, Captain Marvel, they've never gotten it right. But I don't go too hard to them. Like I get it. Like whatever try to find somebody out here and do the best that you can. But in other instances, they've definitely nailed it. Like uh, I've had like an amazing Gamora, uh, Star-Lord, uh, Loki, I think is probably like, like in my opinion, one of the best uh, characters in the park. Uh, Thor has been okay. Uh, so I, I think Loki and Doctor Strange are like probably like, like on my list of like two of the coolest characters done right in Disney. Yeah. I, but, well, I hope they do Spider-Man right. I'm sure that that ride's going to be fun no matter what. But did yeah. you did you pull up the article or no? I did. I pulled up the article, but I I saw something a little more intriguing that I believe you would also be into. But if if you want to still talk about it, we can. Yeah, let's just go over it real quick. So uh, allegedly, um, 
we're going to be um, invited to put our web slinging skills to the test. We're going to be helping Spider-Man capture these out of control spider bots. And supposedly, cause like I was under the impression that it was just going to be uh, like a Astro blasters, midway mania type ride. Um, mm-hmm. But apparently in, in this article, they're claiming that they've um, uh, created uh, like innovative new technology specifically for this attraction. And I read that and I'm like, okay, cool. This is, this is something to look forward to because obviously it's 2020 we've seen how advanced they can get um with things like rise of the resistance so the fact that they're like all right cool like let's take the chance and put some new technology in the park i'm always always down for because a lot of that stuff is outdated and i get it uh, so hearing that it's not going to be like astro blasters and it's not going to be like midway mania and that it's something new created specifically for this attraction has me really excited so I'm definitely looking forward to that. But that was about it. An interesting thing about that is it mentions that there's a problem. It's it's not easy because the spider bots rapidly are leveling up and become tougher to beat. So I want to know what that looks like too. And are we competing like collectively as like a team or are we going against each other? I don't know. It doesn't really... Yeah, it doesn't specify. Yeah. And I'm curious, like what other... Uh, characters are going to pop up from that universe. Yeah, can we get like a black cat coming through or what? I think that might be too too much of a deep cut. Yeah, it would be a deep cut. Like, I so feel like, who else? Like other Avengers then, or or people from the Spider Man area, like like I, enemies. Like you think like Vulture might show up, or or Mysterio, or yeah, I, I, I feel like they could tap in, you. tap into the villains from the the current Spider Man, or even give us like a. Uh, MJ or you know Miles, uh, something because I, I feel like they're not just gonna be like, all right, here's just Spider-Man for this brand new attraction that we created in this Avengers campus. So probably will see like a Iron Man here and there, but I feel like it would be cool to see somebody from the Spider Verse. Yeah, agreed. Maybe even like a. Uh like a oh get look we have this new character that we haven't even dropped yet that would be interesting i'm gonna be real spider-verse i'm I'm seeing mad love for ghost spider spider ham uh spider-man noir miles morales but my my asian sister getting no love what's up with that i don't know Maybe it's a little too. It's still a little too much. I'm not sure. What is it? It's the my, her the spirit of her dead father is in a spider that controls the spider's mech, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? What? Oh my god! What are you talking about? Hey, hold on, I, I, hold on. You gotta you gotta go deeper. What do you mean? What character are you talking about? From from Into the Spider-Verse, the anime one. I literally have no idea what you're talking about, Garrett. Have you... We watched the Into the Spider-Verse together. Okay. Literally the one where it's a girl and her mechanical robot spider person. Are you talking about 
I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to remember who the hell is Garrett talking about. Hold, please. Okay. I am talking about uh, plot. Uh, uh, Um, Penny Parker. Oh, you tried the, the the little girl. Yeah. Oh no, that that's not who I'm talking about. Who were you talking about? I'm talking about my Asian sister, Cindy Moon, aka Silk. Oh, okay. Shout out Penny See, Parker. That's, that's a deep cut for me. Yeah. No, I I, I get it. Um, she. She's not as popular, but I but I would love more, you know, representation for my for my people, Garrett. Dude, I mean, all, all you have so far in the MCU is what you have, Wang. Well, we got we got we got Wang. We got we got my boy Shang Chi on the way since they had a you know hey okay, yeah they had to cut out my my. Uh, well, actually, he's your brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, your your brother Finn Jones, um, aka uh, Danny Rand. Which, Danny. Uh, and I get it. And I season one Iron Fist shit dog shit right. Yeah. And yep. obviously, there's all the reports of you know he only had like a couple of weeks of martial arts training. That's why he looked so whack doing martial arts. Um, but from season one of Iron Fist. And then when they open up the defenders with Danny Rand, Danny Rand fight scene, they're like, okay, boom, we're going to show you here. This is what Finn Jones can actually do when he has proper time to train and do things right. That first fight scene in defenders was fucking awesome. And it, it showed you what Finn Jones as an actor is capable of, but obviously defenders fell short and season two of Iron Fist I thought was awesome, but a, a major thing that I didn't like about that series is that we never saw him in the actual costume, which was so whack. Because if you look at Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Punisher, they were all in their costumes at some point. But for some weird reason, we never actually saw Danny Rand in his costume which i was like okay whatever fine if that's my only gripe that's okay but then where they leave off season two and what they're setting up for season three with the gunslingers i'm like dude this is gonna be amazing and if you don't know like what comic they're referencing you gotta go look it up it's fucking awesome where they were headed i was like dude this is gonna i'm like okay it took some time but i was like season three would have been the shit i think that would have been like the defining season for iron fist but i agree but it, but I get it, you know, money, uh, you know, clicks. It wasn't getting the views that it probably needed, and obviously there was bigger like you know plans going on behind the scenes with Disney Plus. So that's why the plug got pulled on everything, which was such a bummer. Which like I, I just like we were all cheated because those series were so special. And you think about what they did because when Netflix did that partnership with. Uh, Marvel and Disney and you're like okay what is this going to be like and then when Daredevil season one first aired granted it's a little too dark at some points but 
and I'm talking about dark visually, not like you know, uh, whatever. Um, it, it was it, it changed the game. You're like, this is this is what a Netflix originals could could be. No holds barred. Like, let's fucking go. Like, it, it was so so awesome, and the fact that we all got it, it all got cut short. We, we didn't see conclusion for anything because it was all everything was still open ended for for every series. So it was just such a bummer. Yeah, I I agree. But put 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 my boy, the last person who played Mad Bur- Matt Murdock, just put a, put him in the MCU. Why not? Oh. Bring Daredevil to the MCU. And okay, so I'm notoriously bad when it comes to actors actresses names but i know that guy's name his name's charlie cox and i only know that because i'm a huge daredevil fan and he did an amazing job so his name is charlie cox and he was yeah. he was vying for a role in the avengers when season one of daredevil dropped and i was like let's fucking go if if, if he is doing it you know based off the merit of season one of daredevil i'm like let's let's go and then even even after season one two three and his performance in defenders him I think like out of everybody, it, it's either got to be him or the guy Vincent. Uh, what's his last name? I was his last name. The guy who played King. Yeah, him. One of those who have to be put into the MCU. Those are those two deserve it. Those two changed yeah. and like impacted so many people. And uh, we believe them as Daredevil, as Kingpin. And granted, like yeah. I, I love Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. I feel like she embodies that character. Like that is Jessica Jones. She looks perfect. Like couldn't do a better casting. But it, it sucks that she's like a she's like a street level superhero, and there wouldn't be that much impact, like you know, in the MCU. So like I, I, I get it. Like her um, not being in it. But like, dude, like you could do a, a Luke Cage Iron Fist movie. Like think about how sick that would be. Yeah, um, like a like a buddy thing. Yeah, they they were just chilling. Yeah, and um, they have tons of series together, so that would be amazing. Heroes for Hire. I was was drawing a blank on like what they could call it, and you could plop in Punisher anywhere. Yeah. So God, there's just yeah. And honestly, like we don't know the contracts, the you know what they're tied into, um, but yeah, I I just wish they would bring somebody. To let yeah. to, to just because everybody wants it. I mean, Daredevil's been like such a crucial part of Marvel forever. Like he's, I mean, I get it. Like you know, they're you know making it seem like you know street level characters for those for those heroes. But Daredevil, I've never thought. I always thought he was like top tier hero. Can you know roll with the punches alongside the rest of the Avengers? Yeah, he could. He could hold his own. Because because yeah. if you can have, uh, and I'm trying to think like you know, yeah, he he could fit like he could he could hold his own if he got his his own movie and and, and think about this okay the 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 foundation's already there like you don't have to do an origins film just grab Charlie Cox and you can just pick any awesome director and be like hey we want to do a Daredevil movie. And they could easily weave it in to the MCU so easy because Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen, New York. Think about how New York has played an important role in so many movies. He, he could pop in anywhere because there's so many superheroes that are based in from New York. They got TV shows that are going to be in New York on Disney Plus. So, God, it, it, it's just so easy to fit those characters back in. Yeah. 
and and it sucks because obviously like we're all getting older time is not on their side and it's just such a bummer because I, I i look at characters like um hugh jackman uh robert downey jr like how hard is it going to be to try to cast a, a another wolverine or try to cast another tony stark like it's going to be such a touchy thing yeah near, near impossible yeah and i i, I don't want to be like a you know, like one of those hipsters that hates the new, uh, you know, Wolverine because it's not Hugh Jackman. But um, if it's not Zac Efron, I'm probably going to be upset. Dude, it should be Zac Efron. He could do it. He could <laughs> yes. be perfect. I'm 100% in. Give me Zac Efron is Wolverine. He could do it. Just let him be a young Logan, getting his bearings, and then he fucking meets uh what the fuck is his name uh oh, i always forget the character's name that uh that puts adamantium into his, his fucking bones oh you want to go like you want to go like origin origin i, I was thinking we can skip it ahead. doesn't need another origin but yeah. it's just you know no. get him in canada right. have james mcavoy seek him out imagine it, there's a scene zach efron sitting at the bar with all hairy you know, just hunched over with a beer, and then the door opens and see a bald ass Charles Xavier, aka James McAvoy, <laughs> walk in. You know how epic that would be. That'd be very. That'd be pretty dope. Or by then he would stroll in on the wheelchair, or you know, just depending on where you want to, like you know, point it at, and have have that be like you know, like the first scene, or, or God, that would be so epic. Yeah. Or Logan just walking down frozen highway. Car pulls over, Jean Grey, get in, dude. God, let's fucking go. It, the the X Men are coming. That's undeniable. Like obviously, yeah. um, there's no official things, but obviously Disney acquired uh, Fox. They're like, give us our licenses back, buddy. So they're on the way. And you know, I, I was on Disney Plus. Shout out your Disney Plus. They just added the latest Fantastic Four movie. Oh really? The one with uh, Michael B. Jordan and um, uh, Miles Teller, mm -hmm. and uh, who else was in that? Who else played who? I'm the worst person to ask, Garrett. Yeah, I forget the other two people who played the Thing and um, uh, Invisible Woman. Sue, Sue Storm. Uh, Sue Storm. Let's see. I'm actually looking it up. I'm curious. Was it? Damn, th this movie came out in 2015. Dude, jo Josh Trank, dude. Okay, so uh, Sue Storm was played by Kate Mara, which um, she was in. Uh, wasn't she? She in uh, House of Cards. Uh, let me check. Well, I was hoping you would know because you were. Yeah, she. Yes, was, yes, she was. Yo, she got murdered. Uh, she got murked, bro. She got she she was sleeping with the enemy. She thought she thought she was gonna be slick and infiltrate, but. Frank Underwood, aka one of the best Netflix original characters ever. And don't come at me because I know what Kevin Spacey was charged with, and obviously I don't agree with that stuff. But you can't deny that he was his role as Frank Underwood, one of the best characters ever. Like that show, House of Cards. Like up until they had to kill off Frank Underwood, like like my favorite Netflix original show like i was watching that because like I, I don't know like anything about politics so when i watch that show and 
I think about if 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 any percent of this show is true about how our government runs, I'm like we're fucked. Like this is so scary. Like I don't want to get involved. Uh, but Kate Mara played Invisible Woman, Sue Storm, and James or not James, excuse me, Jamie Bell played uh, Ben Grimm, aka the Thing. Yep, and Jamie Bell, he's been in a lot of things. Yeah, one of my favorite things he's been in was. Um, it was this show on AMC. It was called Turn, Washington Spies. It was based off of a book called Washington Spies about the uh, Revolutionary War in America and how there were spies, uh, you know, working with not only, you know, working on the side of the uh, patriots, but also, you know, pretending to be on the side of Britain, things like that. So that was a great show. And then he was also in the movie, if you remember, um, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, with uh, Star Wars, his own Christian. Um, oh my god, why can't I think of it? Uh, oh, it's it's irking me. I have to look it up now. Um, the only other movie I knew that he was in was uh, Jumper. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Sorry, Jumper. Okay. Yeah, he played the. He played like a. a a background character and Hayden Christensen was the main character in that movie. And your boy, Josh Trank was the director. He's not my boy. What did he, um, so he, he get his stuff together. He was slated to do, uh, some Disney stuff, right? He was slated to do the bounty hunter movie with Boba Fett. Yeah, and then obviously he, he got kicked off because he went crazy on Twitter because uh, he was going off about how he was kicked out of the editing room for Fantastic Four because it was getting like obviously like uh, which is common for Fantastic Four films to get a lot of shit because none of them have been good. And he basically was I, I, I remember this because I was following it closely because I was really interested in this Fantastic Four film because I, I love the cast and he was talking about how the movie that came out was not his film. It was edited way different and that they cut out a lot of stuff like a final fight scene and he talked about how his movie was supposed to be way different and yeah. and I, I just hate hearing and seeing that stuff I'm like damn it like we're never going to get to see the first cut of Rogue One we're never going to get to see what that follow, that Fantastic Four was actually supposed to be like yeah and then he goes on to direct Capone which I, I don't even know. After watching the was it the Irishman, that Scorsese film, like, on oh, Netflix. Wanna, I don't want to see another gangster movie for a while, because like damn, because I and I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't like the Irishman because it was so long, and I was like, this is so whack. I'm over it. Like I want to watch it. If I'm gonna watch a gangster film, I'm gonna watch a, a Bronx Tale, um, something more enjoyable, and uh, you know, at, at that point. I had never seen Wolf of Wall Street and Johnny shout out Johnny Wonder. He he's like, all right, you're going to like this one because the, the pacing's different. And um, he felt, I, I think this is, this is what he said. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he, I, I think he said that he found Wolf of Wall Street more enjoyable and he figured it would be more of my kind of movie. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, let me check it out. And I went into watching Wolf of Wall Street, not knowing how long that film was going to be. So I went from watching the Irishman, which was super long. I was happy when I was over. And then when I went and watched Wolf of Wall Street, 
I was like, wow, like I've been here for a day and a half was what it felt like, but it, but it was awesome through and through. I, I love that film. Um, so when I see these gangster movies, I'm like, all right, I'm a, I, I'm a fall back and try to find something else to watch. Sure. All right. I get it. Wolf, Wolf Wall Street is probably one of Scorsese's newer, like great films. Like it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. The Irishman. I mean, it was a good film. It's just not, you know, not his top tier stuff. Yeah, but I'm going to war with Scorsese. He wants to talk trash about my comic book movies. Ooh, it's on site. It's on site. I, I I got free smoke for Scorsese. I'm not afraid to hit an old man. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not. Yeah, you better boy. Yeah, shout shout out to Zach Galifianakis. Uh, but but yeah, got free smoke for him because you can't you can't. And I get it. Uh, he's he's the the older generation. He sees this new shit coming up and kind of taking what was his, the spotlight, the money. And it's just like, dude, you got to you got to kind of realize that your, your time has came and went and you can't hate on the new kids for being successful at what you were doing. So you got to just kind of give them their due. They worked hard, too. Like just because they're not gangster films, they're comic book movies. That's just not handed. You got to earn that shit because prime example, look at and I hate shitting on DC because I love, uh, you know, certain characters from that universe, but it wasn't that easy for them. They only had a couple of hits. Shout out Shazam, which I didn't think I was going to like. I've never been a sh- big Shazam fan, but when I watched that movie, I walked out of that theater. I was like, I was like, it can be done. DC, DC can put out good movies. Uh, yeah. sh- shout out. Um, Wonder Woman was awesome. Aquaman was cool. But I'm not a big fan of what's that freaking girl's name? Um, Amber. Oh, uh, the one that was trying to out Johnny Depp. She tried to take our boy down, and that's a prime example of people. Um, and obviously, uh, we want to listen to these victims and come out and listen to their story and take care of them and try to get rid of these abusers. But when she came out against Johnny Depp, everybody was quick to jump down his throat and try to cancel him. And obviously, those are superstars. We, we don't know those people, you know? So I just kind of fell back and kind of watched it played out. And I was really curious. Uh, and, and I noticed that Disney took his side, was very welcoming to him. Because even after those allegations, they brought him to the park to be Jack Sparrow on Pirates. And I was like, there's yeah. no way that Disney would do that if these allegations were true so they they had to have done their own investigation so i was like okay i'm just gonna pay attention and then it comes out that she was lying and um he wasn't as horrible as she tried to paint him to be and i was like damn it dude i was like see i was like that's why we can't just be quick to try to cancel everybody like we we gotta uh you know pay attention and try to get both sides and figure it out yep and it's hard and and i get it like you like we don't want to go and uh try to uh, get receipts and try to uh, question the victim because I, 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 I get it. It's hard enough to come out, but there are these rare cases where girls like Amber Heard come out and try to lie and just try to tear people down, um, you know, with false allegations. So shout out to Johnny Depp for being able to recover and make it through that shit because uh, like it's not fair. Guy, girl, man, woman, nobody deserves to uh, be lied about like that. It's It's not right. Yeah, I agree. But all right, Garrett, it, it, it's good to be back. 
you and I talk every day, whatever, but it's just nice to be back podcasting, talking about Disney. It's a weird state. We're still in limbo. Uh, the, the flagship park, the homeland, the OG Disneyland. Uh, when will it reopen? We don't know, but I'm just happy to just be back podcasting and talking about it. Yeah, same, man. I mean, we'll see when it opens up, but for now we can just talk about it and get these, uh, get these updates about the park and what's changing and what's staying the same and how things are going to be affected, the, how the world is affecting it being open. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just stoked to be back talking about it. All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of the Disney influencers podcast. I, I, I love doing these. These are some of my favorite podcasts to do. Uh, Garrett, before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Um, shout out Disney influencers. We out here. Never going to stop. Uh, shout out Lexi, the wife. Love you. And um, yeah, shout out uh, positive change. Respect. I, I love it. I, I, I love everything you have to say. So thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's always been a pleasure. I, I appreciate it. Thank you guys all again for listening, tuning in. We definitely appreciate that. So please, everybody out there, stay safe. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Bye.